This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Welcome to the Self-Talk Radio Show. Mind-changing radio. You know, your brand should punch people in the face. In today's technology-driven world, you have to understand, you and your business, you're not a grain of sand on the beach. You're a grain of sand on all the beaches of the world. He became a best-selling author with the book, The Secret to Winning Big. He's the founder of Kevin Makes Sense Media, and he's the host of Kevin Neff's Speaking of Success. He's been on ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox. My next guest, Kevin Neff, on Self Talk Radio Show. Brought to you by... Scribe Media. Unlocking the world's wisdom. ScribeMedia.com. Ready to write your book but just don't have the time? Turn to Scribe Media Book Writing. Turn your knowledge into a book. Or Scribe Guided Author. Write it yourself with professional help. Learn more at ScribeMedia.com. Welcome to Self Talk Radio Show. I'm Sarah Spencer. I'm excited for my next guest. He is the CEO of Kevin Makes Sense and also the host of Speaking of Success. Kevin Neff, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sarah, and I'm glad to be here with you today. I'm glad to have you. I wanted to know, where where does your story begin? You started to tell me a little bit. So tell me about Kevin Makes Sense and, and that show. Well, the, um, <clears throat> the the brand name itself or the speaking of success or there, there's so many things well, with wanna... my name and brand on them, Sarah. I'm confused already. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start at 2010. Let, let's start there because it seems like that's where it was a pivoting point for you. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, to be honest, I think this is a uh, a part of my life that a lot of your listeners, it'll resonate with them. Um, through most of my life, I had been in sales and marketing. Um, I had had pretty phenomenal success uh, in the advertising and specifically the yellow page industry when before your your listeners start laughing, it was once more than just a booster seat for your child or a stand to put your monitor on. But, you know, in the days before Google, um, you know, the yellow pages were the resource when people wanted to go to make buying information. And I had a a very successful career. uh, And probably in the mid 90s, I walked away from it. And the funny thing is that back then, it was such a good uh, career opportunity that nobody left. You you left because you got fired or you died or you retired. Yeah. uh, they thought I was crazy. This is a true story. They would not accept my resignation. I was uh, at the time one of the top in the in company. And they literally said, I remember this. And I remember her name, Barbara Bullard. And I don't know how I can remember this, but she goes, why don't you just take a week off to think about it? And it was almost like, and go talk to somebody. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I'll go talk to somebody on a week of paid vacation, but I'm still going to be leaving. But I so thought what, I wanted but to what be. what was it? What, what was it that was pushing you? You had everything. What was the impetus to push you out of a pretty much a set gig. Yeah, I was set for life if I had stayed. Um, I think it's the answer will once again resonate with everyone. Um, I unfortunately have, whether it's a curse or a blessing is dependent on or determined by the day it is of the week, but I think just entrepreneurial blood that that still runs through my veins today. Um, I can remember specifically in my uh, sales calls, driving the company car and in the back seat, and I'm dating myself a little bit, but you would have the audio books. And back then they were on cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. And one of them was Tony Robbins Unlimited Power. And the other set was Brian Tracy, I believe the psychology of selling. And I just, even at that age, and this was the mid nineties, I just thought I was going to be the next motivational guy and, and whatnot. And I had a gig, actually I had a large gig right out of the box. I think it was maybe 400 people. And it was in the, uh, the uh, the hair industry, like hairstylists and that, and I made up something and 
you know, blew the roof off the place. I'm like, I'm on my way already. And you find out very quickly. Um, and as any professional speaker will tell you, it's like, you know, um, being a speaker is one thing and getting gigs and doing yourself is another. And I uh, found my way back to the industry uh, years later because I knew it. Uh, my former boss was at a now an independent publisher and long story made short, got back into it, had phenomenal success again. But about around 2010, it was just I saw the writing on the wall and, and uh, you know, I, I understood that digital was going to basically overtake uh, the yellow pages at some time because we were already selling digital and getting away from it. They literally would give the ads away for free if they bought the digital products and right. they just weren't very sound. And I was smart enough to know it. And, you know, people were selling this stuff with flip books and I'm out, I bought a laptop and I'm selling digital on a laptop. Duh. But, um, I think I was just too smart for my own good. And I realized and saw the writing on the wall and I was pretty much like, if not now, when, and, um, and I left and, um, you know, I guess the rest they say is history. And um, that's how I got to where I am today. And then you started Kevin Makes Sense. Tell me about that. Yeah, it was interesting. And this is, uh, this is a great example of listening to your audience. When I first uh, uh, started out, um, I was the KPN group for my initials, Kevin Patrick Neff. And then I was always known for kind of my, my way of thinking or outside the box. And so I coined the phrase blunt force trauma marketing. Now, it shows you the power of visuals and of a brand. And even though that wasn't the name of my company, that actually got me an opportunity for, for my first national gig with a client. And I said, how on earth, why would you call me? I mean, I just started. I didn't think they knew of me. And they told me, well, with a, a name or at least a philosophy like that, we, we, we knew you had to be different. We wanted to sit down with you. And, um, and I got it. And then um, as I was doing more and more speaking and educating and it, it would come up a lot, kind of as a joke, but I would say, uh, give a fact, like more people are impressed by what others say about you than what you say about yourself and your business. Doesn't that make sense? And it kind of morphed into people would start saying, yeah, Kevin makes a lot of sense. And then audience started picking up on it. It was kind of funny. And you would have people like, oh, that makes sense. And then everybody would start chanting, Kevin makes sense. And <laughs> I'm, that look, is I'm, not brilliant. The, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I'm I'm pretty much got my my finger on the pulse of things. I'm like, you know what? This would be a unique thing. And to, you know, for a company to be called Kevin Makes Sense, and it was Kevin Makes Sense replacing business and marketing nonsense with common sense. Doesn't that make great sense? Yeah, it was Perfect. something that was kind of, uh, you know, kind of, I guess, sticky or whatever. But um, but it stuck and it morphed into a brand that I'm known for. You know, I've been able to work with people around the, the country now and. It, it's interesting you bring it up because sometimes, you know, we tend to overthink things and trust me for those listening that know me, don't be laughing right now, but I'm probably the worst at it. And I recently was going to rebrand the company. Um, I, we don't want people thinking it's a one app, one man operation, which it's definitely not. But um, I was going to turn it to KMSM. Kevin makes sense meeting just the initials and give that, you know, the impression of somebody bigger and all that. But I was talked out of it by a mentor and he goes, you've worked so hard to build this brand. And part of what yeah. you're known for is your personal attention. I oversee every project, 100%. My fingers are all over it. And yes, I'm a control freak, but the clients love it when they get the, the uh, produced product. But I, I listened to what he said. And um, not only did I um, keep it and stick with it, but I'm excited. And it's just dumb luck timing. We're, we're talking today because I'm getting ready to roll out the new um, 
reinvented website, getting back to my roots and kind of in your face stuff. And um, for those that are listening, I'll lay the tagline on all of you right now. And I truly believe this, that, you know, your brand should punch people in the face. And in today's technology driven world, you have to understand you and your business, you're not a grain of sand on the beach. You're a grain of sand on all the beaches of the world. And you have sometimes just seconds because people are thumbing through and you know they are on a, a social media or a, or a smartphone device. And you've got to not only somehow stop and, and get their attention, but then you've got to grab them by the ears, shake them and keep their attention for 15, 30 seconds, whatever it is. So I'm kind of going back to my roots and I'm very excited. And uh, for those of you listening, uh, when this airs, if you go to KevinMakesSense.com, you'll see the new and improved website and hopefully you'll uh, see something that might be of interest to you on it. That's really exciting. What are, who are some of the clients that you worked with that you just, you really loved working with and, and really got your whole team excited? Well, I think right out of the box, it's gotta be uh, Mark Schulman, the drummer for pink. Um, you know, and, and these are all true stories. I know the sound, some people might think embellished or whatever, but they're honest and true. And, and I'll actually tell you two people is Mark Schulman and then also Kenny Arnoff. Now, for those of you listening that don't know, Mark is not only the drummer for Pink, but he's been the drummer for Beyonce, Cher, Billy Idol, Foreigner. I mean, I can go on and on and on. Wow. Kenny Arnoff is, um, and if you look at the old MTV, uh, MTV videos of uh, John Mellencamp or John Cougar, it depends which decade you're listening to him. Uh, he's drummed for them, the Bodines and many other people. And he, he definitely is one of the top drummers in rock. The true story on how we met, I was at uh, the, the I guess, annual event for the National Speakers Association in this particular year, I believe it was 2015 maybe, was held in Washington, D.C. And so it was just right up the road from us here in Virginia Beach. And I thought, well, I'll go and have a, a vendor spot and go ahead and do it. And I was doing some speaking too, so I figured I could learn and as well as, uh, you know, put my brand out there and make awareness for people that might um, – have some need for our services. So it was, it was late one day in the show and I had taken a break or something. And somebody said, Hey, there's some people in your booth and they keep hanging around. And it was late too. And they, they want to meet you. Well, I didn't know if he was messing with me or not, but I, but I went back and I saw two gentlemen standing there. And the funny thing is everybody knows I'm a rock and roller, but you know, when you're in bands like uh, Pink or Lady Gaga or Cher, you know the front person, but you don't necessarily know the musicians or who they are. Well, what I didn't know, I had two of the biggest names in music drummers standing right in front of me. And the reason they had stayed to meet me was some of the pop-up banner art I had. And one of them, <laughs> it's pretty cool, actually. It's about an eight-foot-tall um, piece of art, and it's an electric chair. And all it says on it is, don't be a dead brand walking. Give your marketing <laughs> a joy. That, that banner, I swear to you, Sarah, has gotten me more opportunities. And it just, you know, instead of don't be a dead man walking, and, and the art is incredible. I want to thank Eric for that. And um, don't be a dead brand walking. Give your marketing a jolt. But the other one was, it was a little more stoic, and it was yours truly on it. But it basically just says uh, that um, your brand should make a statement, and if it doesn't, well, then you don't have a brand, and we have another saying is your brand should be able to speak for you even when you're not in the room, and if it doesn't, then you don't have a brand, and they just seemed to like that and realized who it was. We hit it off, and then years later, um, 
I was able to do some work with Mark and um, he was so kind to me and actually called me from on tour recently. I, I don't know if he was in Australia or where they were with Pink, but I just thought he wanted to say hi. And he he told me that um, he wanted to thank me and, and that it was the best interview he'd ever taken part in. He was on my television show, Speak of Success. And, you know, the typical me, I'm like, Mark, man, if you need a favor, bro, you don't need to butter me up. <laughs> and, yeah. and he got dead serious. I almost thought I offended him. And uh, he goes, no, I'm calling to tell you that that's the way I feel. And he basically asked, you know, now what can I do for you? And, you know, it was the biggest compliment to even just be acknowledged that way. Um, we've become great friends since. Um, uh, Jeffrey Hayes is another one. Um, I know you're friends with Jeffrey. Yeah. You know, to be able to sit uh, in a room and, and just listen to Jeffrey, or, or recently he was a, also a guest on my show, you know, to sit down and just have a very candid conversation. And I think when you talk with Jeffrey, there is no, no other type of conversation <laughs> other than candid. Um, yeah, you, you sit up straighter in your chair when you're with Jeffrey. You do. Because um, <laughs> you but, really don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. And he, he he's a straight shooter. You, you know where he stands. You, you do. But what was really fun about it was he didn't really know what was going to come out of mine. And I think the reason people like to either work with, with my team or myself or to be guests on the television show is that, you know, I tried to be that television show host guy stereotype that we all, you know, think of. Um, and I'm just not that guy. Uh, I just, I, I think sometimes, and I, and I am guilty of this. I tried to be someone I wasn't for a long time. And we actually talked about this in the interview and it just, it didn't resonate with me, let alone anyone else. And I just got back to kind of my rock and roller self. I like riding Harleys and doing outside the box things. And Jeff and I talked about that. And it was so funny because I started the interview off by saying, you know, usually you're in my seat and someone would be in yours. And so we've kind of flipped the script. And I said, one thing we like to do is, because I know you get a lot of uh, the same questions and typical stuff. And of course he nodded, you know, and I said, but, um, Here's one I've got for you. You know, you know, it's basically like, why do you have one of Gene Simmons' thongs? <laughs> and, you know, it's just he looked at me, and of course we're rolling, and he's like, you know, let me think about that. And it was just a lot of fun. And yeah, but something was interesting. Um, the full episode for your listeners want to watch it. It's on C-Suite uh, TV on our channel there, and that's actually the only place the full length episodes run. You know, a lot of people that do what I do, they'll do sound bites or clips. So they'll be part of, of bigger shows. We have more people on it, but the conversations we had, not with just Jeffrey, but all our guests were so good. We said, we can't not share this with the public. And, um, so we went it up and, uh, worked something out and have the full episodes. But it was so funny because when we got everything set up, I hadn't seen the edited uh, final versions for a while because, as you know, and being your radio background, you know, you you go in and you edit and you listen to stuff over and over and you get to the point you're sick of it. You know, you don't want to hear yeah. it again. And for me, it's you don't want to see it again. And I hadn't seen it for about a month and a half. And then we got the uh, everything set up with uh, C-Suite TV. Um, we wanted to check everything. And I did it myself, wanted to make sure everything was working properly. And it's really funny because... I started watching the interview and I hadn't seen it for a while and doggone if I didn't watch the whole thing, just like anybody else would have, the information he bestowed upon not only myself, but the viewers was just so strong. I mean, it was just yeah. so good. And he's, you know, he, he was raised and still calls South to go to home. My grandparents, grandparents raised me in Ohio and, 
you know, I think some that Midwestern ethic and just, just really hit it off with him. But, um, yeah. And I, I, and I love, I love his email, the way he signs off on it. It says offices in New York, LA, <laughs> South Dakota. Because, because we can. can. Yeah. <laughs> and we, and, and that's actually the name of this episode with me, but, um, but he was a real gem. Other people yeah. I've had to work with, uh, well, I'm going to be working with Larry Broughton, uh, soon Barbara Ritzman, who is a big time, uh, beauty blogger and social media influencer. Her story is incredible. Uh, I've had the pleasure to work with, uh, many, former military, uh, servicemen and women, uh, both my parents served, um, a couple were bronze star recipients and just, it, it just really impressive people. And, you know, I think we lose sight of, you know, when you, you hear the term of like success, for instance, the word success, I think a lot of people right away think money or, mm -hmm. you know, how much is in the bank, but I've really learned as I've gotten older and maybe a little wiser, I, I don't know, but you know, everyone's definition of success is different. And along the way, I've met just some incredible people that a lot of them wouldn't even be household names. A lot of them weren't definitely to me. But when you get done working on a project with them or interviewing them, you're just like, wow, the, this is really an impressive person. Um, <clears throat> someone right now that is a, a single mom, she's an entrepreneur, she's raised five children, she's done a lot of this on her own. And I was so, I hate to say it, but I was starstruck and not anybody that our listeners would know, but just so impressed by her work ethic or her professionalism that um, I see really big things for her on the future. So, you know, I'd like to say that, you know, I've had the opportunity to work with quote unquote celebrities, but we really do feel that everybody we work with is a celebrity. We, we, I know that sounds cliche, but we really do feel that way. And we're a boutique firm, so we don't we don't deal in quantity. Uh, we deal in quality. And, and I think that lets us really focus on some exceptional people. And then hopefully they think we do some exceptional things for them so it all works out. We're speaking with Kevin Neff. He's the CEO of Kevin Makes Sense and also the host of Speaking of Success. And when we come back, we're going to ask for Kevin's definition of success. Want to delve deeper into that and also what he looks for in guests for speaking of success when we come back on Self Talk Radio Show. Think websites are old-fashioned, out of touch with your core audience? Think again. While your tribe may love you on Instagram, you may be missing out on a whole client base that searches for you on Bing or Google. Then what? WebHelp US built Self Talk Radio Show's website, and I love it. Podcast uploads, open graph tags, SEO stuff, they do it all for me. WebHelp US, they even think of things like backing up my website, checking for viruses and stuff I frankly don't have time for. WebHelp US, professional websites for big picture people. WebHelpUS.com. Welcome back to Self Talk Radio Show. I'm Sarah Spencer. My guest is Kevin Neff. He is the host of Speaking of Success. And speaking of success, how do you define success? We've touched on it a little bit, but I just want to go deeper on that. What, what, when did you know you were successful? And and I think everybody goes through days where you feel more successful than other days. So, yeah. what does that look like for you? You know, um, I think it's an ever changing picture. I, I think I'm going through another phase of it right now. Uh, I, I, when I was in the corporate world, it was being the best. Um, mm -hmm. I was very fortunate that every position I had uh, in sales and marketing, if I wasn't the best or the top in the company, I was right there. 
Um, so at that time, I think success was getting the spotlight, grabbing it and putting it on myself. And, but by doing that, by my, my, uh, results, you know, my efforts and things, when I went out on my own, um, I think success was just making it month to month. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, of course, you know, I, yeah. I went from hero to zero, I mean, overnight, and I have no problem admitting that. I walked away from, you know, like six figures a year to nothing. And I mean nothing and starting over. So mm -hmm. success in that period of my life was just keeping the roof over my head. You know, uh, and it's funny, we, we never want to talk about that in, in our lives. You know, it's, it's, I talked to John Nemo about that too, because he went through a period like that. Mike Michalowicz, you know, there's lots of people that go through that dark, period, especially as entrepreneurs. And we're so afraid to reveal that about ourselves. You know? Yeah. I actually like talking about that stuff more. I, and that's Do you? weird. <clears throat> well, it, I think part of my issues, I'm a very driven person. I mm. sure I'm, they're no longer with me, my parents, but I, I get that from my father. I mean, beyond driven, it's ridiculous. Even I know it, but, um, I tell you what literally drove me to madness when we talk about success was the keeping up with the Joneses syndrome. And I constantly was measuring myself by what others thought success was or is, what other people were doing. And you can really get caught up in that, Sarah. And I, there were times where I literally was drowning in it and, oh my gosh, well, they're doing this. I need to do that. And, and what I really realized is success right now in my life is doing business with the people that I want to work with, doing the things I enjoy doing with people I want to work with and getting results for them and the satisfaction of knowing that they would refer us or use us again. Um, and, and that really is what probably gives me the most satisfaction or at least when someone acknowledges we have a reputation of going way above and beyond my accountant doesn't really like it. She goes constantly, do you have a charity or a business? But, but we take pride in that. And I think sometimes success is just someone acknowledging that like, Hey, thanks for going above and beyond right now. Success, uh, moving into chapter M now is, uh, continuing to grow the show and sharing stories of success of people that maybe wouldn't normally have the, the platform to do so. And then showing them how to use that in enhancing their brand. Um, I think success is, hopefully finding some quality time. I'm not very good at balance. So I'm hoping that 2019, I'll do a better job at balance in my life so that it's not all work. But I know other people like the woman I just spoke of uh, before the break, I believe that, um, you know, for her success is, because we've spoken about this, is raising her children to be good human beings. And it really struck me and how important that was to her. It wasn't about money. It wasn't about cars. It was like, I want to make sure that I raise my children as a mother to be good uh, human beings that contribute to society. So, you know, once again, to your question, I think the individual has to look inside what their definition of success is and don't get, don't let the picture get clouded up by what others think it is, because at the end of the day, and you only got one of them, it's your life, and you really need to kind of define the definition of success. Kevin Neff, my guest on Self Talk Radio Show. What would it take to be a guest on his show? Do you have what it takes? We'll find out what he looks for in guests when we come back on Self Talk Radio Show. If you have sensitive skin, 
Check out Pure Energy Apothecary. Their Pure Energy Body Care lotions, oils, massage oils, bath crystals, soaps, and body butters are ideal for sensitive skin. Perfect for gift giving as well. Check out your order at Pure Energy Apothecary and PureEnergyBody.com. Who do you look for for guests who are speaking of success? Who are the people that you really love to talk to? Well, it's kind of morphed. Um, I think at the beginning, it was, you know, the typical baby people that I would even get starstruck by or would be like, wow, what it would be like to have a conversation with with him or her. But as the show has um, had success and it's allowed me to get access to other types of people or people to be aware of the show, you know, it's the stories that I think I, I really look for now. Um and once again, I had someone recently that had applied, wasn't sure if they were a good fit. And I said, well, why do you feel this way? Because we don't, we don't just accept every application. It's just, right. you know, I, I, we just have philosophies on that. We don't need to get into on air today, but, um, you know, we just think that for somebody to talk about success, they should have some measurement of some type. And once again, it could be family oriented business. It doesn't have to be business. I think that's what people get caught up in. It's always business success. And uh, when this person really got into it, we did a phone interview um, uh, to make sure before they had the expense of coming out and stuff. And um, oh, his story was just so compelling about what he's done and what he's been through. And uh, to be honest, the guy, uh, I don't want to really spill the beans, we're getting ready to release it, but he was a pastor of a church that the congregation size put it in the top 1% in the nation. And I'd been introduced to him, and um, because of some personal decisions he made, he had, unfortunately, a fall from grace. And mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> it was his story of failure to uh, success again and almost kind of a revival. And what it's done, not only has he gone full circle, uh, he has something he's created called Man Alive and, and, and does these kind of retreats for men about what it really means to be a man and, and a, a, a husband and a and a father. And, um, I know he does a lot with John Maxwell's group and very successful speaker speaks around the country. And I believe has done some international work. So that was a great story that mm. I literally came close to not being able to share with people and just, I might as well just spill the beans. His name is Bob Groves, um, phenomenal man. And the joke in that interview was, I sound like a squeaky wheel, you know, hopefully you'll make me sound great, Sarah. But, um, <laughs> This guy, the first thing I asked him was, have you ever done voice work? Because, I mean, he's just a baritone, and it really gets your attention. I was like, man, this is going to be a tough interview for me because I sound like, you know, squeaky little mouse compared to you. And he goes, don't worry, Kevin, I'll make you sound good. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, boy, i tell you what, all kidding aside, when the interview was done, we had crew on the set, and we had actually Diana, our uh, phenomenal makeup person. So, Diana, if you're listening, giving you a shout-out. Um... She came literally almost moved to tears by his story. I mean, it's giving me goosebumps now. So to to give the answer to what do I look for, you know, I hate to say this, but sometimes the stories just find find me lately. Yeah. And um, that's what's really cool is I said it before, we get so caught up in success and business, and sometimes it's just raising your kids to be good people or um, I have another, uh, Bob McCown, a, a great client of mine who has gone from literally slinging drinks like in the movie Cocktail two years ago. He 
the guy just got a pressure washer and started a business, and now it is a multi-million dollar business. I love stories and, like oh, that. Oh, his story is unreal. I'm, I'm actually hoping he's going to be a guest. Um, but the knowledge that he could share but it is phenomenal. And it's just good, solid work ethic. It's a blue-collar industry, obviously. And, you know, people are getting hung up on, oh, I got to do something in technology. And they look down on that. And I'm going to tell you something. There is a need for people in, in blue-collar industries and work right now. There are just some things that can never be replaced by technology. And he, he, he is very um, passionate about that. And he's also very passionate about giving back. He's one of the most giving uh, people I have ever met, and unassuming, by the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, you would just would never know. I mean, the guy, is what's funny about him. I think I've only seen him in long pants twice. He wears shorts year-round. It can be, it's 30 degrees down. The guy's in shorts and <laughs> top siders. It's a running joke. I'm like, look, man, if, you know, hope, heaven forbid I don't go before you, but if you come to my funeral in shorts, I'm going to have a problem with that. <laughs> but that, he's just an all-shucks guy. But once again, his story is phenomenal. But if you saw the guy on the street, you wouldn't even give him a look twice. No, no. That's the thing is the, the person who's the most unassuming is the one usually that has the biggest, most juicy story to tell. Uh -uh. When you when you film Speaking of Success, where do you film it? Well, um, it, it's right now it's been a couple places. Um, the first ones we did up in the uh, D.C. area uh, at a – it was inside of a restaurant called D.C. Prime. But within D.C. Prime – and thank you very much, by the way, David Tilton, who made all this happen. His another story is insane. Uh, Navy retired and years later, you know, owns the chassis, wins the Indy 500. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. But they have a room uh, in there called the Presence Room, and it's a very exclusive room. Uh, I was blown away by it. Um, it's kind of the room I coined a phrase where uh, deals are done and people are made. And they kind of laughed when they heard it, but they were like, hey, that's pretty good. Can we use it? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Kevin makes sense. But um, <laughs> but it was really, really a great um, backdrop. That's where I interviewed Mark Schulman, uh, Robert Pizzini, uh, ex-EOD, Navy retired, Bronze Star recipient, John Miziolik, great brainy guy from Canada, Barbara Ritzman. And, and then... Um, I kind of made a joke that I said, you know, the next ones I'd really like to be able to sleep in my own bed at night. And here in Virginia Beach, there is a historic landmark that just recently was put on the, I believe, the list of national historic landmarks. It's called the Cavalier Resort. And this is, I'm trying to make this brief for time, but it is crazy. This is a resort that when it opened in the 20s was considered the top resort in all of America. Um through, I think, the 1930, 1950, they booked more big bands than any place in the, maybe in the world. Ten presidents visited there, movie stars, um, crazy, freaky, creepy story. Uh, Adolph Coors, who started Coors Beer, um, fell to his death there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, yeah, it's crazy. From the sixth floor, and they say his ghost walks the sixth floor that people supposedly see. I mean, it's just crazy stuff. Um, wow. it, it, it fell in disrepair and several years ago, um, they had a choice to either raise it or, and then build new condos or whatever. But there was one group led by local developer, Bruce Thompson. Theirs was the only one that included renovating it. So flash forward and after about 80 some million dollars, it reopened the spring of last year. This place is unreal. It is like going back in time with a modern touch, but what makes mm -hmm. it really 
you know, I get goosebumps about this because it, it, it's got to be the coolest set for a for a business show or really television show of any kind. It's just my humble opinion. So you have a historic landmark on a hill overlooking the Atlantic Ocean where presidents have visited, movie stars. I mean, you name them from the 50s and 60s. They all were there. That was a place that gets renovated that now has, I swear to God, in the lower level, and Jeffrey was blown away. So if you know Jeffrey like I do, he was a pig in mud. <laughs> it has a working distillery called Tarnished Truth Distilling Company. And uh, they're actually, they've only been in existence uh, just about a year. They're already winning awards for their spirits and their brand. Wow. Uh, Sue Andrew Yancey, there's a shout out. But um, so you go to this place and they've got spas and gyms and all this. But then in the lower level, they have an actual working distillery. You can do tours. You can see in the distillery behind our guests during the interviews, it was the most incredible backdrop. And we saw the footage and editing. Well, I mean, we knew it was good in person. But when we saw the footage, Sarah, we were, I mean, my jaw dropped. I mean, I was like, hey, we've got something here. And um, and it's just kind of blown up since then. We're actually shooting um, uh, early April. Larry Broughton will be our celebrity guest coming in from Hollywood and L.A. And once again, another veteran, ex-Green Beret, and he's um, been all over the media. Uh, he owns the Broughton Hotel chain, uh, best-selling author, speaker, and just just a really good guy. And um, so the great thing is the destination is starting to get the attention of people who like to work with us or be on the show. And um, it, it's just really cool. And then we end the, the event by having a private um, uh, book signing with our – we always have a celebrity guest. And that we have that people get full access to. It's very intimate. You know, we, we want to keep it that way. But this the final part of the show, taping an event, we do the private book signing and then we do a tasting of the spirits. And then Andrew uh, talks about the background, which is a really interesting story. And then we have a, a round table of success. And, and it's not open to the public. You can't buy tickets or whatever. It's just for a very small group of people. So we do that in the tasting room, in the distillery. That's in the historic landmark, which, oh, by the way, they just got, I think, named the first four diamond resort by AAA in, in Virginia Beach. And I think they're only the third in the state of Virginia. So it's, oh, and one more shout out, their restaurant just got named in the top 25 most romantic spots, uh, I guess, to have dinner by TripAdvisor. So I'm giving them a lot of plugs. But yeah, it's, you it's, are. It, 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 well, it, you know, it's just because <laughs> it's just such a cool spot to do something like this. And you know, we wanted to do something different. I'm not going to lie. And and I respect anyone out there trying to spread the word or the message, whatever it is, in your case, the business world. And I was very flattered to be asked to be a guest on your show today. But we really wanted to do something that not only got the attention of viewers, not only got the attention of potential guests, but got the attention of people uh, like a Jeffrey Hazlett, you know, like a Mark Schulman, like a Larry Broughton, like a David Tilton. And, uh, and you, we know, we've already having success with that. So I'm just really excited what the future will bring. And, um, you know, who knows, sir, might have you down there one day and hey. show you a little bit of hospitality down here in the 757. Sign me up, man. I'll go. Sure. I got plenty of stuff to talk about. <laughs> well, let me, well, let me ask you this. Are you, um, do you, are you a purveyor of spirits like bourbons and things like that? Oh God. You know, this is the embarrassing part. I am, I am that girl. I'm the one that can have a half a glass of a rum and Coke and just be plastered and not make it up the stairs. That's well, me. <laughs> you can always sip on it. 
Well, I, I tell you what, we'll have slowly. to get we'll have to get a bottle of uh, of something up there too, you know, because even their packaging is really unique and uh, yeah. But it, it's a really cool experience, and and it, it, that's what I would be looking at. The experience must be amazing to well, have you, your guests come and having it so intimate. Now, I I haven't seen Speaking of Success yet, so I'm dying to go watch it. Do you have it as like a, a little studio audience of the guests that stay there? No, what we do is, um, and some of them will bring their spouse and stuff, but when we're on set, it's just uh, the crew and a one-on-one -on -one interview. We want to make it very intimate. Nice. We also, and and for those of you listening or might even think about applying to be a guest or like uh, information, you can always go to kevinmakesense.com. But um, I understand that where a lot of people think they wouldn't be, or the, the the funny thing is people that you wouldn't think would get nervous or uncomfortable on camera many times are the ones that do. And and I was, I won't embarrass them, but there was one, I was blown away. I mean, this guy's, you know, like stood in front of hellfire and rallying the troops and, you know, like, like this guy is just, you know, a man's man, but boy, he was sweating bullets before the interview. I thought he was maybe sick or something, but because he was out of his element. Yeah. And, and, and what you I want but that's a big fear is, is, uh, public speaking Absolutely. is a huge phobia. You know, a lot of people who have something to offer are there. It's a big stopper for them to get in, in front of people and tell their incredible story. Yeah. And that's been tough. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and, and so what we do is, um, we will get, uh, we'll send a little questionnaire, about 12 questions that we ask, um, and if there's anything that they've got coming up or anything important, because th it's th these are not infomercials. I want to stress this to your listeners. These are these are rock solid interviews. I mean, I, I'm very proud of what we've put together, and they're great, great information for people that watch them about all types of industries and things. Um, but what's really great is because we understand that not everybody is a, a someone like yourself or a Jeffrey Hazlett, someone who is either in or works with the media every day. And so what I tell people is this, because this one gentleman actually was really like, I don't know what to talk about. I said, look, we're just going to have a conversation and I'm basically just going to lead you through it. And, you know, in the, in the wonderful world of editing with Sarah, you're one of the best. Um, <laughs> but I said, don't worry about that because this isn't like a, a, a quiz. It's, we're just going to have a conversation. And then by my um, research I do ahead of time, and I do research, you know, I prepare. Um, and it was nice that Jeffrey, he, once again, the acknowledgement that he acknowledged that, you know, I did my homework because as a host, what you don't want to look, you don't want to look like a, a, a fool uh, in front of somebody, especially if it's somebody um, like a Jeffrey Hazlett that, that I have a, yeah. a mad respect for. But we want to make them comfortable. And if we're to have people in there, it's a distraction. Or we don't even let the other guests, because when we shoot this, we'll shoot several shows at once. And we won't even have other guests in there. It's locked down. We'll have uh, makeup, uh, the crew, and that's it. Because then it doesn't act as a distraction. Uh, they don't have to worry. Or if, you know, somebody misspeaks or something, we, we know we just cut and we just take a break and whatever. Exactly. But, but you and, know what you happens? Know, the, I didn't mean to cut you off, but the, oh, the yeah. conversations are so intimate. I mean, I'm going to tell you what, the one with Bob Groves, it still gives me goosebumps because for him to share some, some personal stuff, some personal failures, by the way, not these were failures on his part. And then his rebirth and how he succeeded, the success that was brought not only in his business life, but in his personal life 
was just, it was mind blowing to be in the midst of that. And so we like to kind of create that atmosphere and, you know, so far so good. It's been some, uh, some really good conversations we had with some really good people. You know, you were speaking about Bob and his missteps. Are there any missteps you wish you could have a do over on? Oh, Jesus, you don't have enough time on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, I think the biggest one is, and I'm, I'm not a hundred percent free of it now, which will shock a lot of people listening that know me. I think caring too much about what people will think or say, um, I, I'm getting an even even more now. I'm kind of doing a reinvention and, and really getting back to my true self with the new the new website we're launching and things. And um, but then the flip side of that is I think sometimes being maybe a little bit too brash. Um, I'm known to speak my mind, and I I can sometimes be blunt. Hence the blunt force trauma marketing, but. Sometimes blunt isn't always good, or sometimes I'm a little too willing to offer my quote unquote expertise or opinion when maybe some people weren't really looking for it or asking for it, but even though they understood that I do it because I, I truly do care. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe some missteps that way were over speaking, maybe at the wrong times. Um I think mistakes maybe. I blame this on my ADHD and every other four-letter acronym for something. I usually have it. But um, maybe not being as good a listener as I'd like to be. But at the same time, understanding that the way my brain is wired, that's my blessing. So, you know, kind of a balance. Um, But I think if there's one that really stands out, um, you know, I— I don't think I've probably made it yet because I'm going to continue to make them. And and Jeffrey and I had this conversation about failure that— you know, it's almost like people wear failure like a lapel pin now, like they're proud of it and whatnot. And, you know, I don't look to fail, but I understand that failure sometimes can be part of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's the fact that you failed. I think it's what comes from the failure. Did you put, did you pick yourself up from the bootstraps? Um, you know, I have something that I say to the point where, you know, my, my team wants to probably gag me, but Um, I believe in a philosophy of one and done, one and done, do it right the first time. Um, you know, and, and the other thing too, is that sometimes we're taking on a difficult project or, you know, feeling the pressure, you know, some stuff we got going on right now. It's literally, I'm working 16, 18 hour days. And, um, it's like, well, what if this doesn't work, Kevin, what's plan B? And I was like, what does that mean? And they're like, you know, plan B. No, I don't. What does that mean? You know, plan B. If plan A doesn't, like, oh, yeah, plan B. Yeah, I don't have one of those. And the look in this person's face, it was so funny. And it's pretty much from everybody. Their, their jaw dropped. was like, well, yeah, but what if I said, listen, if I have a plan B, that to me means, and remember the one and done, plan B means to me there's, there's even an iota of doubt that plan A will not work. And I can't speak for you or your listeners. So I'm not telling people to do this, but for me, for me, I can't have a seat of doubt because I will, because of my ADHD and OCD. And those of you that have it understand is I will be so distracted by that little grain of sand of doubt that it'll take my complete energy and focus in time away from the quote unquote plan A. So for me, it, it has to work. And I always tell people when they ask, I, I just, I don't know. I'll always, fi- I'll figure it out. I always do. 
Boy, Kevin, you know, that really, that resonates so strongly with me because what you Why focus so? on grows. It, what you focus on grows. And if you're focusing on what could go wrong, then it's going to go wrong because <laughs> that's where your energy is. That's where oh, your I, attention I, is. I have people that I know and uh, that, you know, and friends that they just, they're consumed by it. And yeah. what it does is the fear of failure, it, it by na nature, it breeds a fear of even trying. And I, when we design, if we're uh, video editing, let's say, um, what I fear is, and my team once again will get annoyed because I'm such a perfectionist. And I'll say, well, let's try this or do this. And actually, <laughs> Jeremy one day just said, look, we've been over this a bunch of times. I've already done it. It's good. And, you know, and it's code for he didn't want to mess with it anymore, which I understood, you know, because it was a minute thing. But what I explained to him was that I, I don't have a problem with making the change and then realizing it was the wrong change. And I can say, hey, you know what? In this case, Jeremy, you were right. Let's go ahead and change it back. And that's about how much time it would take. But what I could never, ever live with, and I don't think anyone listening to this should either, never accept not making the change to at least see because I could never live with not knowing. You see, if I didn't try to make the change, I, it, it would consume me. So in this case, I made a change. Ah, you know what? It was better with that. Let's change it back. Okay, let's move on to the next thing. And now I feel really good about the piece. If I didn't make the attempt or the revision, I would never know. And it would consume me. So that's something I'd like to just a little tidbit I'd like to lay on people is, you know, don't, don't get consumed by not knowing. Do it and find out. Move on and then get your answer. Move on. Look, I sound like Jeffrey Hazlett now. You know, just, just make the change. <laughs> get your answer. Move on. And what's next for you? I hope lunch. <laughs> yeah, I'm You're telling awesome. you, I'm working a lot of hours, but no, um, <laughs> well, we're going to be, uh, we've, uh, hopefully maybe even, maybe even later today going to be, uh, launching the revised website and kind of getting back to who I really am and that I'm really excited about. Um, oh, that's a, April's, that is exciting. Well, it's going to be going back to some punching in the face. I'll leave it that. Um, and you know, the funny thing about that was even my own team's like, you know, do you want to, do you want to go back to this? I mean, but they loved it. They were all on it and I toned it down a little bit, but, uh, my one team member, Tracy was a little concerned. She goes, you know, Kevin, she pulled me aside that, you know, this might, um, this might kind of discourage some people or she was trying to explain that some people might be put off. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even let her finish. I cut her off. I said, great. Those are not the people we want to work with then. Mm -hmm. it's, it's let them wean themselves out. So really excited about that. April 7th through 10th, I believe, we're shooting the next episodes of Speaking of Success. And then um, coming late summer or fall, and I really can't get into the details, but we're already in negotiations for a uh, another spot to shoot the show that I'll – put money on the barrel head that this will be the most unique spot and most unique thing I think anybody's done for a business show if we can pull this off. So we're always trying to look for ways to, to uh, keep the energy, but also to keep us top of mind and tip of tongue. And we understand that being outside the box does that. Hmm. So really excited about that. And then a few other things, but um, you know, always trying to do new stuff or whatever, because, you know, even as, as, energized as I am and motivated and driven that, you know, even I need those new challenges because things do get mundane. So, um, you know, just lots of good stuff, but, um, but just, you know, keep, keep following us on Facebook and the web and we'll make sure that all of you and your listeners are the first to know.
And we'll definitely put links on uh, selftalkradioshow.com so that people can find. Speaking of success, Kevin Neff, thank you so much for being my guest today. I know you're swamped, and for you to make time is quite an honor. Thank you. No, it was my pleasure. I was very flattered to even be asked. And uh, great job and great show. I actually listened to some episodes before coming on today. And um, you've got some real talented people on here. And hopefully I added to that just a little bit. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yes, you did. Kevin Neff, thank you so much. I'm Sarah Spencer for Self Talk Radio Show. If you'd like to see our guest offerings, find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon Alexa. You can join us for the conversation on Facebook and see our guest offerings on selftalkradioshow.com.